everybody. My name is Clayton, and welcome to the Watchdog Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm a watch enthusiast and a professional dog runner, walker, and pet sitter, so I thought, hey, for the lack of anything more clever, why not call it the Watchdog Podcast? So here I am. Now, I was debating, should I call myself the Watchdog? That's a pretty cool nickname, the Watchdog. But I thought, ah, oh, that might, you know, that that might sound kind of corny. So I think that's something maybe I have to earn. Uh, maybe it'll be like sort of an Alice Cooper deal. You know, the band was originally called Alice Cooper. And once they got more famous and the lead singer was known for doing kind of outlandish things on stage, uh, he so slowly sort of adopted the moniker of Alice Cooper and Obviously, he's known as Alice Cooper today, but not a lot of people know the band was originally called Alice Cooper. So, you know, maybe we'll start off as the Watchdog podcast with Clayton, and eventually I'll just be called the Watchdog. I'll have a massive ego and demand to be called the Watchdog, like uh, the maestro on Seinfeld or something. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, boy. One guy all by himself talking about watches. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm ahead of you there. I'm ahead of you. Just hang on. So when I had thought about podcast ideas, you know, I tossed around maybe doing watch reviews. I had tossed around, you know, maybe talking about, you know, chronographs, divers, different types of watches. But that's being done a lot on YouTube. It's being done a lot on other podcasts. And obviously, honestly, those people will do a way better job of it than I ever could. So I thought about, you know, what do I have what do I have that I can offer? And what I actually have uh are a lot of great friends in the hobby I've met through Facebook, uh through um being a Patreon of Random Rob, the prolific watch YouTuber who is the Lou Gehrig, the Cal Ripken, the Iron Man of YouTube videos. I think he said he's done at least one video a day for over two years straight now. Um, through being a Patreon of his channel, I have met a lot of awesome guys. Uh, it started with a small group of us that we still chat with, and now it's expanded to Discord, where there's you know 50 or 60 of us. And we all have awesome collections, but come at it from totally different angles. You know, there's like the old saying says, there's many ways to skin a cat. Now, just because I'm a dog guy does not mean I advocate the skinning of cats, okay? I don't really like them. I'm, like, deathly allergic to them. I'm honestly a little afraid of them, but I do not advocate skinning. It's a saying. But these guys, seriously, there's a guy who likes German watches, among other things. There's somebody who is into... G-Shock Squares, that would be Random Rob, but there's a few of us now. Um, so many different angles to come from, and I was like, you know what, it would be really cool to try, and many of these guys have YouTube channels as well, so you know what, it would be really cool to have a different friend on each week and just talk about really cool, interesting aspects of the hobby, you know, maybe things that newer collectors may think about, have questions about, or somebody that's been in for, for many years. I mean, there's a guy who I want to talk to, have on soon, who he and his wife together are super involved in the hobby. You know, most of us are afraid to tell our wives uh, what on earth our collection has cost us, you know, but uh, he and his wife actually collect together. That's a guy I want to have on. There's a, a, a YouTuber, Dirk, who 
collects knives, is a high-end knife collector as well as watches. So I want to, you know, learn about the con- compare and contrast those two uh, hobbies. Uh, so actually, the guy, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to provide you with some homework here on the introduction episode. Uh, I know it's the first day. I'm supposed to just go over the syllabus and let you out early, but nope. You're not getting off the hook that easy, my friends, but it's fun homework. So the guy I'm going to have on for the real first episode is a guy by the name of Tennessee Mike. He's a good friend of mine, uh, a fellow patron of Random Rob. He has a YouTube channel. I will put uh, a link to it in the show notes. So I want you to catch up on his journey. He's doing something I don't think a lot of us watch obsessive addicts, if you will, would be capable of doing. Uh, so I want you, and he's chronicling his journey among other, uh, among other things on YouTube. Um, you know, the trials, the tribulations, the, all of it, he's going over it. He's a really thoughtful guy, positive, uh, well-spoken guy. He's awesome. So I want you to catch up on his journey and he's going to actually join me for the next episode. And among many other things, we're going to talk about you know, what he's doing, uh, you know, what I was talking about, his journey. But uh, we're going to get into everything with him. And then at the end of every episode, I'm going to uh, touch on the other half of the name of the podcast, and that's dogs. I know Tennessee Mike has some awesome dogs. We're going to ask about them. Uh, And if people don't have dogs, I'm going to grill them. Why don't you have a dog? What do you have against dogs? Do you have a cat? Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. But I will, uh, you know. If they don't have a dog, I will uh, make them call their local shelter and adopt one. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun because I know a lot of the a lot of my friends in the hobby actually do have uh, dogs. So I want to talk about dogs. I want to do some other things with dogs uh, coming up because um, they really are my two passions. So I thought it'd be a fun way to fun way to um, you know sort of join the two together and yeah combine my loves and do this podcast. So I'm really excited about it. Um, So I think before I let you go on this mini first episode, I want to give you a little background as to how I kind of got into watches and sort of where my, I don't know where my interests lie quite, but I'm getting a better idea. I think that's, that's kind of how it goes with watch collecting, right? We, it takes us a while to maybe figure out what we like, what we don't like. I think a lot of time, we are influenced by, I'm not on Instagram a ton. We will have an Instagram for Watchdog, and I will post my EDC every day, which uh, consists of poop bags and a watch and a leash. Uh, nothing cool like other people do, but uh, yeah, that'll be mine. So it'll be, it'll be fun. But anyway, uh, you know, I think we are definitely influenced by social media, by Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook groups. Um, so we feel like there's the, the fear of missing out. So when a new watch comes out, we have to get it. And then we realize, eh, we don't like it. So I think, you know, I'm a while into the hobby now, so I feel like I'm, I'm there now where I know what I like. The impulse buying's less and less. I'm still, you know, we're all guilty of it. I think we all go through buying spurts, but I'm also getting better at flipping. So anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but, uh, so, you know, Growing up, I remember having, uh, you know, some Casio watches. I, I, I'm, you know, 41 years old, so I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Of course, I had a, I did have a Timex Ironman. I think I had like a 
a Timex watch I could wear, um, you know, for nicer occasions. I think I wore one on my high school graduation. Um, years ago, before I got married, my wife, uh, my wife to be got me a Skagen dress watch that I actually wore on my wedding day, which I still have in the collection. Um, and then 15 years ago, I actually started running like marathon training, I trained for my first marathon. And I started to dabble in, you know, Garmin GPS watches. I, you know, I was, I wanted a fast time. So I was wearing a GPS watch to calculate my pace, my mileage. I mean, you do 20 mile runs. It's important to kind of have that data, like how fast am I going? You know, there's a tendency to run way too fast at the start and then you slow down. So uh, being able to keep an eye on it on your watch uh, helps you just kind of stay on a pace and not, you know, kill yourself in the first couple miles. So uh, obviously had Garmin Forerunners, I had several different Garmin watches. I mean, they're, you can't beat them in that space. I mean, they're just fantastic. At that time, you know, the software to go along with it was uh, kind of the, the downfall. Uh, they're, they're, Garmin Connect app now is spectacular. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, though. Um, so, and then about eight years ago, I started a dog running business. Uh, started slow, but you know, once I went full time, I was doing you know seven or eight or nine half hour to hour dog runs every day, uh, and I was you know doing crazy steps. So I started to, you know, wear kind of fitness bands to kind of track the ridiculous amount of steps and mileage I was putting on every day. So gosh, I had everything. I had the Microsoft, uh, had a band, um, several different Fitbits. Uh, one really cool one I had, and I'm looking at it right now, uh, as I talk was the Motorola Moto Active. So I think I got this in like 2011 or 2012. It was a smartwatch that I think was a little clunky, a little ahead of its time. I think it was probably a little, you know, it, it, it just, it, it was, it had a lot going on, but I don't know if the software could handle it exactly. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about, but so this thing, I mean, you could put, I put out for like 20 mile marathon. I was still training for marathons at the time. I put audiobooks on it. You could take phone calls on it. Uh, it kind of mirrored what your phone was doing. Um, it only worked, I believe it only worked with Motorola's Bluetooth headphones. And they were expensive at the time. So, it, you know, a, a smartwatch that had a, it actually had a headphone jack. So here I am, the the jackass running 20 miles. I don't want to take my phone because I, you know, want to have, uh, not have any clutter on me. But I'm uh, running 20 miles with headphones plugged into my watch. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Maybe I, uh, I probably wasn't. But uh, anyway, that was a pretty cool watch. I actually wiped out on a dog run and destroyed it. Uh, so, you know, I uh, again, a few more Garmin's in the mix. And then a few years ago, I got the Garmin Phoenix 5X Plus. This watch, and I still have it, and I still use it. It's a beast. That's the only thing. It's huge, but it has maps on it. So you can go hiking and, you know, in an unfamiliar area and you turn on the GPS and, you know, say you hike a, a few miles and can't really remember the exact way back. It has a track back function where you, it will, you, you hit that and it will actually take you back the exact way that you, you came. And if you get off trail at all, it will beep and alert you and show you kind of how to get back on the trail. That is only one of the 
you know, probably literally hundreds of features it has. I also, I still pace half marathons, help people stay at a, at a pace. So it has all the functions to do that. It's also a smartphone. So I was wearing that for my dog runs and you can do cool things. I could take pictures of a dog on a run and then integrate it with the stats that we did, the time, the distance, and then send that to clients. So it's a really cool sort of, it off, it you know helped me offer a pretty cool service to my clients as well. But it's huge. It's big. It's heavy. And, you know, I know I can turn off all the smartphone notifications, but I was I was I was too lazy to do that. And, you know, I started to get kind of tired of my wrist beeping every two seconds if I got an email or, a you know, a messenger message or a text message or, you know, whatever, an alert from a website, a news update. Um, so I was just like, oh, man. It's kind of a chore wearing this. Uh, at the same time, I had been talking to my cousin. Uh, I'm from Michigan originally. I live in Rhode Island now. I'm, I'm I'm from Michigan originally, and I was talking to my cousin who lives outside of Detroit. I grew up in the Upper Peninsula. He lives outside of Detroit. He and his wife had been telling me about Shinola watches for a long time. I didn't know anything about watches, but I knew I was looking for a cool watch. So it just so happened that uh, an AD here. Uh, in the Providence area, had Shinola watches. So I went and I fell in love with the Lake Superior Monster. Now, I grew up in the Upper Peninsula right on Lake Superior. It's a, what is it, the biggest or second biggest freshwater lake in the world? I think it's the biggest. It looks like an ocean. I mean, you just see water. Any of the Great Lakes really do, but, you know, the Lake Superior is the biggest. And uh, it's cold. Uh, you know, I think it's about August or September and by the time it's actually swimmable for normal people, if you live up there, you're used to it. But anyway, so this Shinola watch, it was expensive, but I'd never really bought myself anything like that. I, I, you know, doing pretty well in life and I, I just didn't really spend money on myself going out to eat was about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm buying this watch. So I bought the with a you know partially a gift part of it was a gift for my wife she was supportive because she she knew i didn't really ever do anything like this for myself so we bought the lake superior monster uh you know knowing what i know now i definitely have a nostalgic tie to it so i will never sell it it will always be in my collection would i recommend buying a you know it's close to a 1500 watch would i recommend it at $1,500? No. Uh, but hey, to me, it was worth it because it has a sentimental tie, the sentimental, I'm a Michigan guy. Shinola is, uh, what are they, built in Detroit, not made in Detroit. I think there was a little lawsuit there. Anyway, so the Shinola Lake Superior Monster is responsible for getting me into the hobby down the rabbit hole. From there, I got into, of course, Casio. I started watching... YouTube videos, Just One More Watch, Teddy Baldassar, all these lists I got. I went to Walmart, Casio hunting, and then I really got into G-Shock squares because like I said, running all day with this behemoth Garmin was getting a little tiring. So I start researching G-Shock squares and I find Random Rob. He's a G-Shock square maniac. Uh, he, Yeah, he loves them. He did a bunch of videos on them. So I got totally immersed. I bought myself a few and it was so nice not to have this brick on my wrist 
light, durable. I could take a fall and not worry about it. So yeah, that really got me on the, uh, on the rabbit hole. And, you know, eventually I started to join Rob's live streams every Monday evening and started to chime in. I sent him an email about possibly sending him in some watches for review and got into this great community where I joined his Patreon and just met a lot of great guys. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of how it's gone from there. I, you know, did I impulse buy early on? You bet. You know, not not really expensive at the time, but, you know, I found the Vostok Amphibia Scuba Dude. I had to have one of those. I found, you know, the World Timers, the Casio Royale. I had to have all the colorways, you know, uh, the Casio Duro. So I started to, but then I, you know, oh, I have to try a Flieger. Oh, I have to try a chronograph. Oh, I have to try this. Oh, I have to try that. And, you know, maybe it's because I have ADD and I, you know, like to fidget with things. I just realized, you know what? I'm not a Flieger guy. I don't think I'm a pilot's watch guy. I don't know that I'm, and maybe some people may take offense to this. I don't know if I'm necessarily a simple three hand watch guy. I have one in my collection right now. And other than that, I have divers, I have chronos, and I have my digitals. I'm, I'm a big Annie Digi. We're going to do a, an episode eventually on sub collections to kind of spice up your watch collecting. And maybe, uh, you know, there's a million different directions you can go. Like I said, uh, several ways to skin a cat in this case. Uh, so it took, it definitely took me a while. I don't know that I'd recommend impulse buying a bunch of watches and then selling, uh, you know, you, like we always say, you're not a true flipper until you buy high and sell low. Uh, but you know, that's kind of where I'm coming from now. I'm a big dive watch guy. Uh, I love, uh, you know, I do love chronos. Uh, I actually like the mecha quartz. So I have a couple automatic chronos. Um, I love Annie Digi. I love the Arnie. I'm on the hunt for an original Arnie. I think, uh, I have a few, I have the Casio Arnie, which, Arnold Schwarzenegger war in kindergarten cop and a few other movies. I have a Waltham Annie Digi. Uh, so that's sort of where I think my interests lie. Now, will that change? I think, Hey, we're subject to change all the time. There's always a new exciting watch that comes out. And I think, you know, we kind of like anything with our music, clothing, uh, you know, we change as we get older and wiser. So I want you to do some homework. We're going to check out Tennessee Mike's channel. We're going to get updated on what he's up to, and then I'm going to talk to him next week. Obviously going to talk about how we got into watches and everything, but I really want to uh, question him about you know his journey and what he's doing right now because I don't know that I could do it. And uh, I mean, we're, he's in a chat group with a lot of us, and we're always buying and selling. And uh, anyway, I'm giving away too much, I think. But anyway, again... Thank you so, so much for hanging on toward the end of this mini episode. I really, really appreciate it. This will drop on the weekend, but I believe I'm going to post every Monday morning. It's just easier for me with my schedule to record on the weekend and then drop on Monday morning. So I believe that's how it's going to go from here on out. Uh, again, thank you so much. This is Clayton, the Watchdog Podcast. Please check us out on Instagram. Don't have a website yet, but I will also have email. If you have any questions, you can comment. And uh, we'll be on Spotify, we'll be on SoundCloud, and uh, hopefully coming to iTunes very soon. So again, thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Watchdog Podcast.